Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, welcome back to Connections with Eva Longoria. I'm Eva Longoria. Today, we're talking about our connection to politics. I've always been politically active, more so in the last... I think decade, last two decades, how old am I? Because I care, I care so deeply about this country, about our communities. I think that we're not going to solve all the problems, but if we can solve a couple of the problems for some people, then it was worth it. We see politicians making policies and you're like, what's that policy? And we forget policies affect people. And we are those people. <laughs> so we should probably have a say in what those policies are doing. We have to connect to the idea of civic engagement. We just have to. We have to reconnect in a way that is not divisive and loud and hateful and chaotic and intimidating and overwhelming. We shouldn't relate it to those words or those ideas. Being politically active or doing your civic duty of voting should be associated with freedom and liberty and connecting us back to this great country we live in, connecting us back to community, connecting us back to each other. And so today we are speaking with Ana Navarro, my friend, my sister, mi hermana, and she's a Republican and I'm a Democrat. And I always find those conversations to be fascinating when two people can really talk about an issue, coming at it from different points of view, coming at it from both sides, coming at it from different experiences. It's helpful. It's helpful to connect on a human level. And that's what I really love about Anna is she kind of takes the ideology and political party out of it. And she just has a conversation with me about immigration, about healthcare, about taxes. And this is the conversation I want to have with everybody 
everybody should have an Anna in their life that they can reasonably talk to and say, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with that. Tell me more about why you think that. And for them to be able to explain it to us and then me to say, well, this is what I think, or for my mind to be changed of, wow, I never... I never thought of it like that. And so she's been a great sounding board, a great person to really run things by, a great person to talk to, and a great person to connect to on a human level. She's a Republican who worked for Jeb Bush and John McCain, and she famously crossed party lines voting for both Hillary and Joe. And we all know you as a political strategist and commentator on CNN and ABC, The View. I know her as a friend. Please welcome Anna. Thank you so much for doing this, Anna. Look, I don't know. They, I, I, I accepted this thinking there was going to be avocado toast or something involved. I, you know, tequila. Uh, <laughs> this would be a much more interesting conversation if we had tequila for... Sure. No, I wanted to talk to you because I think people have a dysfunctional connection to the word politics, the idea of politics. I think it's not glamorous. I think it's complicated. I think people find it boring. Some people find it overwhelming. There's a lot of cynicism today and a lot of combativeness in it. So I can understand why people kind of have a apathetic feeling towards the subject. And so I wanted to talk to you because you have an ability you connect with it in such a playful way that still carries weight and importance. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today is why do we need to connect in a political way in our society or in our lives? Look, uh, I think politics has been very affected by the four years of the Trump presidency and then by COVID, right? And we've seen so many changes. I've noticed in my own life that I'm not as 24-7 connected as I was during the Trump years because I used to have a, a level of anxiety that went with being connected to politics and being involved in politics because I, I always felt like if I looked the other way for 30 seconds or maybe went to take a bath when I came out, we might be in some sort of international incident or something really bad might have happened. So I think it's not that people have tuned off from politics since Trump. I think that the need and the anxiety has been lessened. Yeah, I agree. I think in the clickbait, soundbite culture, I too, you know, the last five years was like glued to news. I would listen to it in my car. I'd get out of my car. I'd turn it on at the house. Once I left this room, I'd go down to the kitchen and turn it on in the kitchen. Like there was a level of, I need to know what this guy's going to say. And I hated it. I hated that negative connection because it did give me anxiety. I think sometimes people think they have to have this huge connection and backstory to be involved in politics. And it's like, no, you don't. I mean, you just have to care about your livelihood. But tell people what was your journey. And the reason I'm asking this is because your connection to politics and you being a Republican, but having a different ideology that didn't marry you to being so rigid, like you really look at people. And you really saw a Sarah Palin or a Trump and you were like, mm, mm, not not great for our country. Uh, and I, I want people to learn from you, learn how to be a little more amiable with humanity and how they connect to politics. Because I think your connection and the way you've lived your life in this political spectrum is really something to model. Well, you, you know, I was I was born in Nicaragua, as you mentioned. I'm a political exile. I left Nicaragua because it was a revolution. 
and uh, Sandinista government, a left-wing government. And my family and I fled. We settled in Miami, Florida, which is a very political community. It's a community where there is a constant new influx of exiles and immigrants, whether it was Cuba in the 60s, Venezuela and Argentina and Colombia now, Nicaragua, Haiti in the 80s and 90s. So we are, we're very politically aware, we're very politically engaged, and we're in a state that's important, right? It's a mm-hmm. state of Florida, which can go blue, it can go red. Right now, I think it's more red than it is blue, but it's been a contended state in presidential races, which makes it a very important community to be part of. So I think that when you go through civil war as a child, I think when you go through political exile, you go one of two ways. Either you decide, you know, I want nothing to do with politics. I'm going to just steer away from it, go knit and and grow marigolds somewhere. Or it really marks you and you decide, you know, being engaged, being informed, being involved matters. Democracy makes a difference. You don't take voting. You don't take democracy for granted. And you want to be more involved. So obviously, for me, it was the latter. And I do think it matters so much. And who you choose and what you vote for and what causes you stand for matters so much. I would tell people who want to be more connected with politics that for me, Eva, the most important thing is really knowing what matters to you and what you believe in, because things have become much more contentious and much more blurry. Mm. But when your parents were voting, right? My parents, we came here in 1980. But when your parents were voting, people tended to vote straight Democrat, straight Republican, straight for this, you know, Latino for Jack Kennedy, whatever. You didn't have as many tools to research what people stood for. You had a newspaper that came out the day after the thing happened. You had three networks that only had one news program at night. Right now, we have a 24-7 news cycle, and we have, through the internet and through social media, the ability to research what people have voted on, their records, what they've done in their personal life. And I think it's really important to know what matters to you and to know what you stand for, because politics has become divisive, controversial, toxic, and regardless of who you are and what you believe, you're invariably going to get challenged and you're going to get pushback from somebody or other. And so you better be very committed to what you believe in because there will be pushback and there will be consequences to your beliefs if you become politically connected. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the saying? If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. I agree with that. There's no swaying me on certain issues. You don't jump on the bandwagon of an issue. It's like, no, you should have a core belief system and what you want this country to look like, what you want it to be like, what you want your community to look like and be like. And I think part of political connection is understanding that you're part of a community. And, you know, I never say that I speak on behalf of Latinos. You and I know that Latinos are not a homogeneous group. Mm -hmm. And I don't aspire to speak on behalf of Latinos. I speak my experience. And if there are Latinos out there or other people who identify with it and who can learn from it and who feel represented, then that makes me feel very happy. If there are people who get inspired to be part of the political system, 
because of what I do, that makes me very happy. That gives me all the satisfaction in the world. But you've got to know what you stand for and you've got to know that you speak for yourself and that we're in a country where you can do that, where you can speak. Let me tell you something where I think political connectivity has changed and matters. I think people used to be a lot more tied to parties. And I think the younger generations are now more tied to issues and causes. Mm. So they will define themselves less as Republican or Democrat or progressive or conservative. And you go to colleges, they will define themselves by climate change Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, choice. uh, Equal right. Yeah. Right. And, And that gives me hope. Yeah. I feel like also this allows for reaching across the aisle and politicians, right? And sometimes our parties don't allow us to meet in the middle. You know what I mean? Like our parties really go, no, we're not meeting you in the middle. And Joe's like, we got to meet in the middle because we've got to have progress instead of perfection, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've become a a one issue voter, which is truth and decency and, and sanity. But I think you're right. And when he started the campaign trying to be bipartisan and trying to connect with people like me, right? People who before Trump had always voted Republican, it wasn't the most popular thing within his party, but it's who he's always been. It's what he's always stood for and it's how he won. Mm -hmm. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcast. Do you think in the birth of our nation and in our democracy, do you think the intention was politics should connect us or was it built to be elitist? Was it built to not have connectivity to the people, even though all of the documents say <laughs> of the people, but like, do you think politics in its DNA is meant to connect people? Yeah, but of the people, by the people in 1776, what did that mean? That meant landowning men for the most part. When they were talking about all men are created equal, they weren't talking about you or me. So I think it's evolved through the struggle of people. Nothing has been given for free. Civil rights have not come for free. And it's something we should not take for granted because we've got to continue moving it. So I think it's been because of political connectivity, because of political activism, because of people pushing the three branches of government, because of all of that for years, how long did it take for gay marriage to be legal? And so, so no, I don't think the birth of this nation was, I don't think equality meant to them what it means to you and me. 100%. I agree with you. You know, when I got my master's degree, Cornell West came and spoke at my college and he was saying there's been no major civil rights movement that ever happened without the movement of people. He goes, there's not one day a politician woke up and said, you know what? Women should have the right to vote. It was civil disobedience that moved that policy forward. It was women out in the street and marching and getting beaten and some dying for our right to vote. The civil rights movement in the 60s, whether you were black or brown, it was our communities that were out in the streets demanding voting rights, demanding quality education. Connectivity of allies. Mm -hmm. It's never been just a group by itself. You know, it shows the power of numbers. The civil rights issues where there has been progress, it's been not just because the African-American community is pushing it or just Latinos are pushing it or just LGBTQ are pushing it. It's because people are pushing the rock up the hill together with allies. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing about politics that kind of frustrates me is like we, especially with COVID, really teaching us this lesson. We live in a global community You don't live in Florida. I don't live in California. We live in this world. You saw how fast a little tiny virus went mundial, which just went all over the world so quickly. And you go, oh, we are all connected. So what happens in Africa affects us. What happens here affects people in China. And I think we didn't realize it as much before COVID, how connected we really are. And so that's my plea to apathetic voters or people who don't want to be involved in this dirty word called politics. You have to care. I mean, you really, really have to care for the sake of humanity. And so I think that the idea that government and politics impacts every aspect of our lives and people just kind of put their head in the sand about that. How can we have people connect to politics in a way that engages them in creating a more participatory country, I guess, for us? You know, I think it goes back to what issues you care the most about. And then being supportive and engaged with the parties and the candidates and the people 
who most represent and most align with the things that are important to you. People say, well, you know, we haven't done nothing on climate change. I'm frustrated because of climate change and nothing getting done. And I, I said, well, where were we five years ago? We were getting withdrawn from the Paris Agreement. And so have emission standards changed? Are we stopping erosion from one day to the next? Are we stopping global warming from one day to the next? No, but because American leaders have understood that it is an important issue for people, there has been movement and collaboration. And it's to your point of being global, no matter what we do in the United States, if other countries aren't doing it as well, we're all breathing the same air. And it's the same oceans washing on our shores. And so we're not an island in the universe. But the other thing I always say is you don't have to be a politician to be political. And I think that's a big myth. And so that's part of the reason of this particular episode is how can we get people? I do agree with you. I think younger generations are connected to the political world in an issue-based way. I think they're paying attention and they're listening, but they're not showing up to vote. I'll tell you that, you know what I mean? There's still a real lag of eligible voters that are just not going to the polls. I think part of that is, though, they don't like the choices. Yeah. Right? So I think that because of our primary systems, because of the power of the incumbencies, because of the corruption of money and financing and politics, I think it turns young people off. And I think that it's, it sometimes leads to where they don't feel it's the best choice for them or they don't feel represented. And, you know, you get to a point where you kind of say, OK, I'm going to vote for the best of the two choices. But I think young people want better choices. They don't want to settle for the best of these two choices. Yeah. But then to, to go, I'm not voting for either is not a good thing to do either. You know, that's not a good conclusion. I always say to young people, you're going to be in this planet and you're going to be affected by the laws that are made and by the changes, the policies that are implemented much more than people my age and older. So it is more important for young people to vote because they're going to be affected for the next 80 years. It's for their short and long-term benefit. And I I do think, though, young people are very good at certain things that are political, whether they think it's political or not. I'll give you an example. Social media campaigns, right? That's something that I think I poo-pooed for a long time. What's, you know, these hashtags, this hashtag that, what does that mean? Ask Britney Spears if it's made a difference. I think she would tell you yes. And so I think the raising of awareness, the building of community, through social media campaigns and those hashtag campaigns, the building of enthusiasm is something that young people can do very well. We just need to make sure that that translates into also going to the polls. Yeah. Yeah. 
tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. What was your original connection to the Republican Party? And what's your connection now? Well, my original connection, look, I'm from Miami, right? I settled in Miami. The Republican leaders were people like Ileana Ross Leighton, the first Latina congresswoman elected, the first Cuban-American elected, people like Jeb Bush, who's married to... Columba Bush, a woman who was born in Mexico, people like Senator Mel Martinez. And so I think, Eva, we all are who we are, plus our circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I think growing up, and remember, this was the Miami and the Republican Party of the 80s and 90s and 2000s, where there were people like George W. Bush, who in our lifetime, a Republican won 42% of the Latino vote. It almost sounds as if dinosaurs were roaming the earth. But this happened in our lifetime, right? Yeah. And that was my circumstance. When you come as a political exile, the thing that matters the most to you is what's happening back in your homeland and what policies affect that. Everybody who comes here fleeing, a government fleeing, political upheaval, thinks they're going back home. Thinks next year in Havana. Uh, by next year, Christmas, we're going to be back home. And so it takes a while to realize, you know, I'm no longer that. I'm now an American mm -hmm. and start putting priorities different. So for me, you know, I became a Republican because I was a kid. I was eight years old when I came here. 
And the conversations and the people who were appealing to those of us fleeing left-wing governments in Latin America were the Republicans. And, you know, because people like me, people who looked like me and sounded like me were representing me in Congress. And they bucked the party when they had to on issues like immigration to stand up for their communities. Look, I think that if my family had settled in California and I had had to deal with Pete Wilson instead of Jeb Bush, I probably would have been a Democrat since I was a young kid. Yeah. But, you know, it's very, very different. I grew up in a different Republican Party in the state of Florida where Republican leaders were always coming to court us and talk about the issues that were important to us. It's very different than what it is today. If you can't be a Cheney and be accepted as a Republican, imagine how a little immigrant girl from Nicaragua feels. It feels pretty shitty to have your friends turn your back on you and attack you and tell you that you don't belong. But that's why I tell you it's so important to know what you stand for and what you believe. Because when the chips are down and when things get tough, it's those convictions and principles that will get you through those tough times. Yeah. Well, I think that's why people love you so much is because you come from a place of, well, you have a moral compass, A, and you really use that to figure out how you're connected to policies or people or how policies affect people. Why did you, let me ask you this, because, you know, a lot of movie stars, TV stars, a lot of celebrities shy away from being connected to politics or being connected with any political party because they don't want to antagonize a group or others, yeah. right? You want viewers. You want people to go to your movies and watch your TV shows. It doesn't matter whether they're Democrat or Republican. And so it takes it takes courage and it can have a cost. So what keeps you connected to politics? Why do you care? Well, it is definitely, there are things more important in the world than box office and ratings. And that's why I stay in it, you know. But why I got into politics is because of my sister. She's special needs. My mother's a special education teacher. And she went to this school that was all special needs. It was a beautiful school and you could go from first grade, second grade, third grade, and the community shut it down because it was lowering their property value. And I remember my mom getting upset and we had to go march. We had to go to like city hall, but I remember showing up and that that was making a difference somehow. And so I later realized what it was because, you know, at the time I'm like, six or eight. And I was mm -hmm. like, why are we doing it? So I grew up in a very, it wasn't even a political family. My parents are not political, but they were very involved in the community because my sister was special needs. But yeah, that's where it kind of started. You know, for all the years I've known you, I'd never heard that story. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. They shut down that beautiful school. Well, because I think those of us with special needs, loved ones, in a way, I think we're the lucky ones. Hmm. because you often get to see life through the purest eyes and the idea of fighting for them, I think is an introduction to why things matter. Why? Because you don't get to choose who your sister is, but she's your sister and you have to stand up for her. But I think that is a good definition of why should I be involved in politics? Because you should care about strangers, right? Like I care about my sister and how that affects her and her life. But at the same time, my advocacy affected many families. My activism affected many communities. Caring about strangers is something that makes me connect 
to politics because our family was one of those strangers to somebody else, right? Like they didn't know they were helping us, but they did. And they did in a big way. But yeah, we are definitely the lucky ones of being blessed with the light in our family that Lisa is, just this like truth teller. She sees the good in everybody and everything and nobody sees the world that way. We're very cynical and it's definitely different. But I do, I remember in high school, in government class, and I was 17 when Clinton ran the first time, and I couldn't vote, but our class made us go do a certain amount of hours at any campaign office. You could pick Republican, you could pick Democrat, whatever. And the reason I picked Democratic was because it was the closest one to my house. Like, (laughs) and I like the color blue. And so we door knocked for Clinton. We got out the vote. And I just, that's kind of when I first thought like, oh, there's a whole machine. There's a whole thing behind voting. And I remember being so involved in it that I was sad I couldn't vote that year. Oh my God. And this was Texas. So if you had liked red better than blue. Yeah. And you know, my parents liked George W. and George Sr. because they, they gave a lot of subsidies to ranchers. We were ranchers. George W. was the closest to immigration reform more than anybody else had ever gotten. You know, he really understood that border relationship with Mexico being in Texas. And I think I want to say... Obama, or as my mom called him, Bahama, <laughs> might have been the first time they voted Democrat. I can't, I don't even know because my family's not political. I know they vote, but they weren't really political. And so, you know, they were Republicans for a very long time. My entire extended family is definitely Republican. I'll tell you that. Like you said, we're not a monolithic group. Here's the other thing about politics and being connected to it is it's hard to connect to politics today when you don't know what the truth is. Like you said, there's so many outlets now. There's so many platforms. There's so many YouTube channels. There's so much social media. It's like, what is truth, right? There's so much opinion news as opposed to news. Remember when you just used to get the news? Now it's all opinion news. So you kind of just get divided into these two camps and into these two bubbles and you get into an echo chamber and you just get fed what you want to hear. And I think it's harder for us to connect to politics now because the pole of truth keeps moving. I don't know where it is now, or at least that's what I think some people feel. I think we all should be wary of any news we consume and really be responsible and take personal responsibility about making sure that they are credible news sources. And not everything you read on Facebook is a credible news source. We shouldn't be sharing stuff unless we know that it comes from a credible news source. I always find it helpful to follow, if I'm interested in what's going on in the White House, to follow the reporters who are at the White House briefing room, the people who are on the ground covering those issues, follow people that have particular beats in some of the newspapers, the Latin America beat, the immigration beat. So you're getting news from people who have on the ground eyes and ears as to what is happening. But it's true. You are what you ingest. So you got to really search out the truth tellers within the media so that you can make intelligent decisions about your thoughts and beliefs, I think. You know what I've been doing for the last few weeks is, you know, when you donate money or when you're involved with a campaign or whenever, invariably you end up in some sort of mailing list. And then those mailing lists get sold to other mailing lists and other campaigns and other candidates. And Next thing you know, you're inundated by political emails on a daily basis. And a lot of them 
are not true. Not a lot true. of them are toxic. A lot of them yeah. are people with an agenda. Mm. I unsubscribed myself from everything, from mm-hmm. all the political stuff, because it was just too much of a barrage of toxicity. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we seek information from as truthful source as possible. Yeah. To wrap up, let's look to the future, Anna. What do you want to see happen in politics? What do I want to see? I want to see people who care more about values, about people, and about policies than they do about keeping their political position. I want to see people who are willing to cross the aisle and work in a cooperative fashion to find solutions for some of our biggest problems. Eva, I really want to see immigration reform. I want to see the dreamers get legal status and stop being a a political pawn Mm. for people as they've been for decades. Uh, I want to see young people participate and be part of the process and more young people get elected and really make a difference. So those are the things. And what about as far as like, I love your aspirations for politicians, but what about for just people, people in general, what do you want to see from them in our country? I want to see people being able to talk about politics and with each other again, without the fear of all hell is going to break loose and this is going to cost me this relationship. I want to see people leaving their comfort zones. And so not just listening to and hanging out with people who think like them and who look like them and sound like them, but also others, right? I think for far too many people, when you say the word diversity, it's, you know, uh, black girl, check, Latino, check, Asian, check. But I think we've lost the ability to embrace diversity of thought and what comes with that. So I'd, I'd love to see people listen to each other more, share more without fear of repercussion. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Anna, for doing this. I love you. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca, o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. 
Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.